Hello and welcome to the Veg Grower Podcast. I'm Richard and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my garden and allotments. Now today we have a really exciting episode planned for you with a focus on creating delicious and healthy salad greens from our own gardens, but also trying to save money with those expensive salad mixes. But before that, let's head down to the allotment to find out what's going on down there. Well, it is Saturday, the 1st of April 2023 today, April Fool's Day, but don't worry, I won't be running any any April Fool's on this podcast. I'm in Grandad's greenhouse at the moment because it is absolutely tipping it down outside and it has been raining really, really hard over the last few days. In fact, we had a storm come through, which yesterday, really strong winds, luckily no real damage. So I'm quite thankful for that. But on to today. First thing that I did today, during the week, I managed to get the triangular pieces of glass for Grandad's greenhouse, this greenhouse cut. I actually went to a glass place and got them to cut it for me. The two pieces only cost me a tenner so I was quite happy with that. And first thing I did today was get those glass panels in place. Didn't take too long to do and it just means that now this greenhouse, Grandad's greenhouse, is ready for use. There's no missing panes. There's a couple of panes that aren't perfect, but there are no missing panes, which means it should now be able to retain its heat and warm enough to grow things in. This year it is going to be for tomatoes. So soon I will start bringing down a lot of tomatoes and probably even start planting them into the pots in order to get them to grow. Now, after that, something else I managed to do during the week. As you know, last week we had vandals and they had cut the logs on my shed. Well, I decided, obviously, I needed to buy some new locks. And what I ended up buying was a pack of two padlocks where the same key opens both padlocks. That way, I can use the padlock on both sheds and only need the one key. It actually comes with four keys, so I've even got spares, which I think that, that's going to be um, a lot easier to use. In the past, on the smaller shed, I had a number lock which, you know, you just enter the code and it opens a lock, which I thought was going to be a good idea. But what I found is when you've got gloves on and it's cold, it was a bit fiddly to try and get right. And if it's dark as well, difficult to see the numbers. So I'm sticking with the key idea just for simplicity. But I got those two locks into place and the sheds are now locked up nice and secure. Now after that I went to just in front of Grandad's greenhouse, an area where it's always been pretty difficult to keep the weeds down. I laid cardboard down a few weeks ago and then I've been putting on top some of these cement pipes that I have. And what I've done, I also during the week went to a shop and I bought some relatively cheap compost to be fair, it's peat free, organic. We've added nutrients, it says. It was £2.50 for 50 litres it works out. You have to buy uh, four bags for a tenner, basically. And it came from a shop called The Range. I'm sure you've heard of it. Well, I figured that half a bag will fill out one of these cement blocks. So I set, I used up the three bags and filled those up 
and planted out some more potatoes. These are the seed potatoes that I had left over from, was it last week or the week before? can't remember now uh, but it was fairly recently when we planted out potatoes I had a few seed potatoes left over and I'm just going to get those grown in these cement pipes it's just so that one it will help suppress those weeds in that area but two it gets those potatoes growing and doing a lot of good and that's the idea here is that it's just gonna gonna use up that space and and do me some good as I say, I don't know how well this compost is going to work. I used it last year and I wasn't impressed, but we shall see what happens with that. Now, after that, I also managed to get a couple of wheelbarrow loads of wood chip. Now, this is a, a, a tree arborist had chipped a load of wood and he gave me a couple of barrow loads. And I've placed that at the very top of my allotment underneath one of my fruit bushes underneath my blackcurrant bush. I was hoping to try and get a load of wood chip underneath this area. I've laid cardboard down again so the wood chip is just going to tidy it up and make it look a little bit tidier and better. And that, that's the hope anyway but I need a lot more wood chips. I'm going to try and find uh, more wood chip to complete that area. I did think about using compost but I figured wood chip is just going to look a little bit better as well as well, basically use up a waste material again, which I do like to do. Now, because of the rain and the, the poor weather today, I can't do much more outside. It's a shame because I was hoping to run around with a strimmer and a lawnmower just to cut some of that grass, build another bed and do a lot of weeding. That's going to have to wait until next weekend. Now, next weekend being Easter weekend will give me quite a bit more time. So that should be pretty good. Well one thing that I don't grow down on this allotment is salad leaves. I tend to grow that all at home but I've been experimenting with different seed mixes for salad leaves and I thought that might be a good conversation to have with you guys this week. Now as you no doubt know growing your own vegetables can be a great way to save money and still enjoy fresh healthy produce and one of the things that i really think shows this off is the salad greens now i find salads to be very expensive to buy they often come wrapped in plastic with a short shelf life so growing your own salad greens not only saves money but it also allows you to have a wider range of greens and experiment with different flavor combinations plus you get the added bonus of knowing exactly where your food comes from and how it was grown now I've been looking at the price of seed mixes that you buy already prepared and what I've realised is that we could actually save even more money by mixing our own salad seed mixes. I'm sure we all have some spare lettuce seeds or other seeds that we might use that we could spare this for. Now the other thing about growing salad leaves is of course you can have a limited space but still grow these salad leaves you can have a full garden and still grow your own salad leaves and making your own salad mixes i think it's going to be a fun and a rewarding experience so let's explore the different types of greens that we could use and how to create our own salad seed mixes and uh, hopefully we'll get a few tips for growing and harvesting your greens as well let's take a look at the different types of salad greens that we could use lettuce is probably the most 
commonly used. It's the foundation of most salads and for very good reason. It's easy to grow. It's versatile. It comes in a variety of colours, textures and flavours. Some popular types of lettuce include butterhead romaine or loose leaf lettuce. And you can get winter varieties, summer varieties, spring varieties and so on. Next is spinach. Spinach is a nutrient-dense green that is perfect for salads. It has a mild flavour, tender texture and make a great addition to any mix. Rocket, also known as arugula, has a spicy and slightly bitter flavour. It's often used in Mediterranean-style salads or paired with sweeter greens to balance out the flavours. Kale is a superfood with really high nutrients in vitamins A and C, calcium and iron. It has a slightly bitter taste and a chewy texture, but baby kale can be paired with sweet greens or used in smoothies too. Mustard greens have a peppery and slightly bitter flavour. They add a nice kick to salads and pair well with the milder greens. Radicchio is a type of chicory that has a bitter and slightly sweet taste. Real deep red colour, which really adds a pop of colour to salads. Now, endive is also a member of the chicory family. It has a slightly bitter taste. It can be used as a base for salads or chopped up and added to mixes. Now, that's just a few that we could use. There's a whole range of other things that we could add into this mixes. We could add herbs and so on and so on. What we could, of course, do is just grow these on their own in their own rows. And then when we harvest them, we just pick a few and mix them in a salad bowl. But... What we could also do, and this is what I'm trying to get to today, is make these into our own salad mixes, just by mixing the seeds together and sowing them like that. Now, what we really want to find is seeds that are going to complement each other and seeds that we can sow at the same time and expect to germinate about the same time. So, with that in mind, I've come up with a few salad mix recipes including how we turn these into our own salad so first of all we've got the classic salad mix so we would take a tablespoon of lettuce seeds tablespoon of spinach seeds and a tablespoon of rocket seeds mix the seeds together and sow them now again look at the varieties to find out the germination times and temps etc etc to make sure they are matched Generally speaking, it depends on what time of year, but we could be harvesting these in about four weeks' time. I like to sow these once a month to keep them going. Then what I do is I, I cut as much as I need down at the base and I treat them like cut and come again so that they will regrow. But a nice big bowl full of all these leaves, mix them all together and then top off with some cherry tomatoes or cucumber slices absolutely delicious next i've got a super food mix so we take a tablespoon of kale seeds a tablespoon of spinach seeds a tablespoon of chard seeds and again mix them all together and so again balance them out so that they all germinate at the same time once again four weeks i would say after germination depending on on weather we then will go along cut as much as we need off leave them to grow back mix them together in a bowl and then I would just top these off with some roasted beetroot and a bit of balsamic vinegar. 
Next, we have a Mediterranean mix. So one tablespoon of lettuce seeds, one tablespoon of rocket seeds, one tablespoon of radicchio seeds. Mix them all together and sow them. Leave them to grow and harvest into a bowl. And then we could add with some chopped olives, some feta cheese, a bit of lemon vinaigrette, even some grilled chicken. And there you go. You've got Mediterranean mix. My next is a spicy mix. I love my spicy mix. So one tablespoon of lettuce seeds, one tablespoon of rocket seeds, one tablespoon of mustard seeds. Mix them all together and grow them. Then when it comes to harvesting them, harvest them into a bowl, mix them up well, top off with some sliced jalapenos and a bit of a lime dressing. Delicious. Now my final mix for today is the citrus mix. So we take one tablespoon of spinach seeds, one tablespoon of endive seeds, uh, mix them all together and uh, let them grow. Uh, then when we come to harvest them, add a bit of orange slices, honey and mustard dressing and sliced almonds. Absolutely delicious. Now, these are just a few of the ideas that I have, but don't forget to get creative with your own salad mixes and have some fun with it. It'd be great to actually share some of your own salad mix ideas as well. You can send them to me by email, richard at the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk or leave a comment, social media, etc. etc. So I've said to grow these, but how do we go about growing these? Well, the first thing that I say we need is decent compost. Now, we could grow these in the soil. Personally, I prefer to grow these in, in pots or in my veggie pod with fresh compost, just because then I got a good idea that it's going to be sterile. We're not going to be eating any weed leaves with it. Sprinkle the seeds on top. They often don't really need a deep covering of soil over the seeds. Just a very, very light covering and give them a good watering. Now, we just leave them to do their own thing. We make sure that they are watered once or twice a day, depending on the weather, and that the compost is just kept moist at all times. We don't want it waterlogged. We want it moist. That way it can grow really, really nicely. Now, I usually find that we don't need to feed our salad mixes because all the feed is in the compost. But in like the veggie pod where we've been using it for several years, we might add some chicken manure pellets and some fresh compost on a yearly basis just to try and boost it up. We could also add just a general all round fertilizer just to try and get some nutrients into that soil. Now, most of these seeds that I have mentioned, they can tolerate a bit of shade so they are not necessarily sun loving but they do do better in full sun that being said in the middle of summer when it gets very very hot it can lead to some lettuces or some of the rocket bolting so this is the advantage of growing these in pots because they are a lot easier to move into cooler areas but if you can't do that the veggie pod is great for this again because you get that cover which does shade them out but you could of course pot over a bit of a, a shade cloth just to create a bit of shade so that they don't get too hot what we're really looking for here is just some moist cool growing space so there we go a few salad mix ideas give it a go and let me know how you get on with it Let's find out what's been happening on the home plot. 
It is Sunday the 2nd of April today and I'm in the veggie pod garden here at home. And actually in my medium veggie pod I'm just sowing some of our salad leaves that we've just been talking about. Big lover of salad leaves as no doubt you have gathered. So what's been going on here this week? Well I've actually had this week off work and one of the things that I wanted to do this week was sort my garage out. I think most people's garage are not really used for the storage of cars. They're generally what I call glorified sheds. And ours had a lot of gardening equipment in it. And I've been through it and um, I'm going to start using everything that I have available to me at the moment. Basically, it's sitting there doing nothing, so I might as well use it. There was a few broken tools, which I'm going to take to a, a men in sheds type place to see if they can fix it and put it into some sort of use. And there was also a few of the other hand tools. I even found my bulb planter that I thought I had lost. So it was well worth going through there and getting everything that I needed out of there. But one thing that I have had in there for a while, and I'd always wanted and kept it for this very reason, was a bottle fridge. This is the type of fridge you might see behind a bar. And it's got glass fronted doors, it's silver on the inside which reflects light, it's insulated so it holds onto temperature quite well. My idea with this was to use it as a cold frame, so I've taken it outside and I've pot it as a cold frame. I don't know if this is going to work out, I'll be honest with you, and I'm also not going to recommend anybody else does this. I am by trade a refrigeration engineer. Fridges have some gases which are dangerous to the environment and I've been able to take it out of this legally and safely. So I can do it. Uh, I'm not for one second saying anybody else should do this but it's something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while. But that's in the garden now and that is all set up and I've moved some of my tomato plants from my greenhouse into there. Now I've noticed these tomato plants have been nibbled on while they've been in the greenhouse. Slugs and snails are starting to emerge. Same as some of our outdoor spinach, there's definitely signs that the slugs and snails are starting to come out and eat all these things. Now my usual method of using natural methods to keep slug and snail populations down i.e encouraging birds into the garden unfortunately we are going through a bird flu epidemic again and that means that with me keeping chickens i have to try and minimize the amount of birds that come into our garden which is easier said than done but encouraging them in is something that i should not be doing because of the chickens which is really annoying and is making it very difficult to keep the slugs and snails down. So what I've been doing is I've just been making a, a nightly visit with a torch out into the garden, out into the greenhouse and collecting a load of slugs and snails that I can see and then the next day feeding them to the chickens. Hopefully that's going to be enough to keep the numbers down. Time will tell. I refuse to use anything else. I refuse to use any slug killer pills or whatever they were called to control these numbers. Now I've also been sowing a few seeds, as I said salad leaves I've been sowing. We've sown some melon seeds, a bit early for melons I know, but I do like and I want to grow 
quite a few melons this year so I've sowed quite a few seeds on the hope that we can at least get one to survive. I've never had much luck with melons if I'm honest with you. The biggest trouble I've had with them is that they tend to get stem rot when water gets on the stem and much like courgettes or any of the other cucurbits this is a problem. It doesn't happen so much with pumpkins or courgettes in my experience but melons are one that is always proved problematic so I've sown lots and lots of seeds and hopefully they're going to go on to produce some good melons. Now I also went out to a shop the other day and I bought a couple of patio apple and pear trees. These were only £9 each which I thought was a great bargain. See, come to the end of the season could have possibly got them cheaper but uh, at £9 I was quite happy with it. I brought them home and I've put them into some larger pots. Again this is going into the patio garden, the veggie pod garden. Not in a veggie pod of course but just to try and get some fruit out of this area. We could pot them out in the front garden I suppose, the driveway garden but I think for now we're just going to put them in the patio garden see how they get on. Now that gives us a pear tree, a peach tree which is in the greenhouse, an apple tree and a plum tree all in pots in this garden as well which is great that gives us a good selection of fruits to grow I'm quite excited about this. Our bonsai apple tree that I brought last year, this bit of fun entirely, has actually started to pot on leaf and pot on flowers. In talking of potting on leaf, a lot of our fruit trees and bushes all over the gardens are really starting to put on their leaf and flower, which is great. It means it's time for the season to get underway. I have given them a bit of a sprinkle with a all-round general fertilizer just to give them a bit of a feed to get the year growing and i'm sure they will benefit from that and i recommend that with all your fruit trees and bushes give them a good general fertilizer to give them a good start for the growing season now the final thing i've done is i have started a potato experiment so what i mean by this is i have got six potato buckets each container has three charlotte potatoes planted in it the first container is my own homemade compost that has been a free compost the second container is straw. That straw probably cost me about a pound. I buy it for the chickens, but this is fresh straw, not used by the chickens, that I've just put into this bucket. The next container is queer compost from Wilkinson's. That cost me £4 and it filled the entire bucket. We also have a compost that I got from a shop called The Range and this was £2.50 for a 50 litre bag. This is a general compost. Uh, I think it's probably from green waste material. We've got New Horizon, another green waste material compost as well. That cost me £6 a bag. And finally we've got Dalefoot compost which is a wool based compost. That cost me £10 for the bag. Now, this experiment all boils down to what compost the potatoes grow best in. We did it last year, but we've changed it up slightly this year. And I think it's going to be very interesting again to see what does just so well. So that has been this week. Quite a lot going on, as you can hear. And I'm sure next weekend, being a Easter weekend, a long weekend, there's going to be lots that we're going to do as well. But for now, let's head back to the podding shed.
Well, that is it for today's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed learning about creating your own salad green and seed mixes. And I hope you're feeling inspired to grow your own delicious and healthy salads at home. Now, before we go, I want to share a recipe for cold cannon. Now, this is a traditional Irish dish. It's just perfect for this time of year. And I actually had some just before I recorded tonight's podcast. To make cold cannon, what you need is four large potatoes peeled and diced, one small cabbage with chopped, which came from our allotment, half a cup of milk, four tablespoons of butter, a bit of salt and pepper to taste. And all you do is simply boil the potatoes in a large pot until tender, then drain and mash with the milk and butter. In a separate pot, boil the cabbage until tender, then drain and stir into the mashed potato. Season with salt and pepper to taste and serve it hot. We also added a bit of cheese to ours and it was delicious. Now finally, if you have enjoyed today's podcast, please consider leaving us a review on your favourite podcast platform. It really helps us reach new listeners and spread the word about the benefits of growing your own fruit, vegetables and herbs. If you have really enjoyed this podcast and you would like to support the work that I do, please consider becoming a supported member by visiting our website at thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Supporting members get access to exclusive content on the website, including extra podcasts from behind the seeds. We also send out a collection of seeds each month that can be sown that very month. Now, I believe that that makes the £5 a month I charge for it worthwhile. Again, you can find details on that at thevegegrowpodcast.co.uk. Now, don't forget to get in touch with us via email. My email address is richard at thevegegrowpodcast.co.uk. You can leave us a comment on our website as well, or you can even leave us a voicemail just by heading to our website, clicking leave a voicemail. Finally, don't forget to follow us on social media for more tips, updates and inspiration. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care.